welcome to Book Squad Goals. Hi! Hi. Whoop, whoop. And welcome back to special returning guest, Jace Chambliss. Woo-woo. You might remember Jace from the Atmospherians episode, mm-hmm. and you might not remember Jace <laughs> from the Daisy Jones and the Six episode. She where was tragically, here. her audio was lost to time. <laughs> I was there in spirit. Yeah, you really um, propelled us forward. I just, I really feel like uh, Billy Crudup did not get the love that he needed on that podcast because you were missing. So, I'm not Billy Crudup. It was wait, what was uh, his name? (laughs) (laughs) What is Sam? Notice because he has such a Billy Crudup. Yeah, right. Crudup is from Almost Famous. Yeah, he's the same character though. So it's what it's the guy from Hunger Games. Oh yeah, Sam something. Yeah, it's yeah. Finnick O'Dare. Yeah, Finnick. Yes. Finnick didn't get the love he deserved. The Billy Crudup character. That's what I meant. Who's na- the character's <laughs> the name Billy was Crudup Billy. Character. Yeah, see? So that's right. probably you another see what right. this is where this comes from. You can leave this all in because I stand by this. <laughs> Great. We're really just putting off talking about what we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> because, listen, it wasn't great. But if you like to hear us be haters, then stick around because we are going to talk about the only one left, which I keep calling the last one left. Me too. No matter how many times I try. Um, the, the last only one, one left on the left? By Riley Sager. The last one on the left by Riley Sager. <laughs> the only one <laughs> left. <laughs> uh, we are going to spoil this book, but that's okay. And it's okay because um, I think all of us probably feel like you shouldn't. You might read be better it. off not reading it anyway. Yeah, we read it so you don't have to. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, and that's why you guys have me on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I speak for almost all of us when I say no. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I thought it was okay. I did not Some think it, it was okay. It wasn't the worst not Riley okay. Sager book ever. Really. I don't know. I, I think to it, me it was the it worst was one. It was for me, but I haven't read any other ones. I've it only was on read the two. positive side of average. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. We'll talk That's about we we'll, 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 readings we'll, we'll later. We'll, yeah. I'm interested well, to hear your defenses. Give it away yet. Yeah. Um, but in the um, in the spirit of of hating things, um, the intro question today is: Besides this book, what is the worst or most disappointing book you've read in the past year? We're getting close to the end of twenty twenty three. Think about your reads of the past year and what just made you the saddest. Yeah, I'll go ahead because I was looking through my um, reading challenge for this year on Goodreads, um, and I see on here my answer, which is. Witches. Oh, witches, yeah. witches. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to that book, obviously, because I picked it. And you know what? That was a mistake. Witches by Brenda Lozano. I do not recommend it. And see, to me, that's di- that was a disappointment because I expected it to be good. This book that we're about to talk about is not disappointing because it's exactly as bad as I expected it to be. So I in that way, or most it, disappointing. Okay, well. Or both. Yeah. Okay. This is Mary. We have mentioned on the podcast before how Emily and I did not, like, burn down Rise Up. And I was very disappointed on by that because 
I had high expectations. It sounded really good, and then it wasn't. But we wrote a whole blog post about that. But I would say I am most, I am most disappointed with the Crossroads of Twilight by Robert Jordan. It is. I'm still reading the Wheel of Time <laughs> with Tide, and that I. That book was so slow and bad that I was begging, Tide, please just let me read the Wikipedia. I have to say that when I hear the title, The Crossroads of Twilight, my instinct is that you're comparing something to Twilight. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. It's like The Crossroads, like the movie starring Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where I went. That's where I went also. That would have been Like Edward goes on a road trip. Mm Mm-hmm. I would With Britney read Spears. or watch that, whatever mm-hmm. form it came in. <laughs> Gosh, it's really hard. To, this is Emily. It's really hard to pick because I read a lot of bad books this year. It's not been a good year. Um, I think I've already <laughs> talked about how shitty Fourth Wing is. I know. Hot take. We'll not be reading the second I one. It. I thought it was fine. Um, but I'm going to go... With one of the most disappointing reads, which was Everything the Darkness Eats by Eric LaRocca. Oh. Um, I, we've talked about, we did a blog about um, things have gotten worse since we last spoke. I think generally we enjoyed it. I mean, like, I know I liked it. Um, so I was excited that Eric LaRocca was writing a full novel because Things Have Gotten Worse is a novella. Um, but this was really boring. And looking at the Goodreads average, I'm not alone in thinking this because its average is 2.84, which is really bad for Goodreads. Yeah. Like, really, really bad. So, yeah. Bummer. Mm-hmm. I will go. Okay. This is Susan. Um, speaking of Taylor Jenkins Reid, as I just was a moment ago, um, Carrie Soto is back. Is mine. Mm-hmm. I had to. I could have told it. you that. I haven't read it, but I could have told you that. I've heard. <laughs> so, I've well, talked to some people who have really liked it. So, did I mean, they ever play tennis in their lives? Maybe. That, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Have they ever read a good book before? <laughs> this is because I was like, Susan really likes Taylor Jenkins Reid, and then and tennis, yeah. tennis. Yeah, and I read it right after Daisy Jones, which I enjoyed. So yeah. I thought. Yeah. This is gonna maybe be Taylor Jenkins Reid has not played tennis before. Well, yeah, obviously, that much not. is clear. That's um, like a classic Taylor Jenkins Reid move: is to not know what she's talking about and not do any research, and then just. I'm like, not sure write she spoke book. to anyone who played tennis or watched a tennis <laughs> match or a tennis movie or anything about tennis. Not even sure she really knows the rules or the scoring. She's definitely not going to watch the new season of The Bachelor because it's got too much tennis in it. (laughs) Pickleball. No, no. The new new season's going to have tennis in it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a tennis pro. Yeah. Pickleball Um, does feel related. I had to to DNF it because I just, like, I couldn't stand what was happening to the game of tennis in that book. (laughs) Um, Nor did I care about... Carrie Soto was like a really crappy character, just like crappily written. I mean, mm-hmm. so, well, and yeah. wasn't her like main character feature in the book that she was originally in that she's a cunt? Wait, Basically which book only. was she in? 
Uh, dropping the hard C word. Here we go. Um, Malibu Rising, I did not like. It was bad. And she was like the bitch. I liked it. <laughs> the, that the one character's husband was cheating on her with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't remember at all because I thought Malibu Rising was really boring. Yeah. But I I will say I've liked half of the Taylor Jenkins Reid books I've read. I think we're about half and half. Well, this is how you know I'm not just being a hater because yeah. I did really like Malibu Rising. <laughs> I liked Daisy Jones mostly. I like yeah. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah, I would pick up another Taylor Jenkins Reid for sure. Like, I don't go out of my way to pick her up. Like, I don't read everything she ever writes. I haven't read Carrie Soto, but I like her in general. I don't know anything about tennis, which is why I never picked it up. I was like, that doesn't really call to me. You don't need to. (laughs) You'd think that that book would be targeted towards people who enjoy tennis. tennis. Yeah. Right. But no, you would be wrong. If you go in knowing nothing about tennis, you're not going to come away knowing more about it than you went in with. You so might be like it could just be educated. a net zero for you and you might enjoy it. Good to know. All right. Okay. I'll share my worst book. And Emily, I'm sorry, this is one that you gave me That's before okay. you left. <laughs> um, That's okay. I read Little Darlings by Melanie Golding and it was it was not a fun time. Her babies get swapped out by gremlins in the lake. And yeah, they do. It is, and nobody believes her. I don't like a tale where the the core characteristic of the woman is that she's a crazy mom. Mm-hmm. Like the unreliable, like I'm just not, I'm not down with it. And so the, that was the whole book. In yeah. Emily, would you like to speak up in defense of Little Darlings? I, I mean, no, I, I, I enjoyed it, but it, I'm not gonna say like, oh my gosh, it was my favorite book of all time. But I, I thought it was a fun time. I enjoyed it, but I also, uh, I also kind of enjoy books about moms where they feel out of control and nobody believes them because I think it is kind of like commentary on the experience of being a mom. And I think we've talked about this before. There's like a whole genre of lit that's like mom lit, right? Where like it it is these like, yeah, like mom horror, where it is these like horror stories about moms who like feel out of control out of of their lives and like nobody is helping them and their husbands are terrible usually. Um, And yeah, so like, I don't know, that is like a genre that I enjoy. So if you don't enjoy that genre, you're not going to... Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say See, the need. Night right. bitch. Yeah. I love the need. The need was one of my five star podcast reads. Now we know I didn't like Night Bitch because animal cruelty. For other but reasons. you know, Jace's line is crazy moms. My line is animal cruelty. So it's just kind of like we all have Unless our different it's lines. Hendrix. I mean it's allowed. Every, <laughs> but did I not grill him about it multiple times? Like every time he's on the podcast, and Clay McLeod Chapman, yeah, he's been grilled about it on the podcast. You will get grilled if you kill <laughs> animals in your book and you come on this podcast. You better have a good <laughs> reason. You better have a good defense <laughs> set up because we are going to ask you about it. All right. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of cruelty, let's talk about this <laughs> book. 
Um, I'm going to read the Goodreads summary, which, (laughs) prepare yourselves, friends, it's long. Okay, here we go. (laughs) At 17, Lenora Hope hung her sister with a rope. Now reduced to a schoolyard chant, the Hope family murders shocked the Maine coast one bloody night in 1929. While most people assumed 17-year-old Lenora was responsible, the police were never able to prove it. Other than her denial after the killing, she has never spoken publicly about that night, nor has she set foot inside, outside, (laughs) outside, Hope's End, the cliffside mansion where the massacre occurred. Back to the rhyme. Stabbed her father with a knife, took her mother's happy life. It's now 1983, and home health aide Kit McDear arrives at a decaying Hope's End to care for Lenora after her previous nurse fled in the middle of the night. In her 70s and confined to a wheelchair, Lenora was rendered mute by a series of strokes and can only communicate with Kit by tapping out sentences on an old typewriter. One night, Lenora uses it to make a tantalizing offer. I want to tell you everything. Back to the rhyme. It wasn't me, Lenora said. But she's the only one not dead. Great uh, use of helps. words there. The end mm-hmm. of that rhyme. I love that. No. As Kit helps Lenora write about the events leading to the Hope family massacre, it becomes clear there's more to the tale than people know. But when new details about her predecessor's departure come to light, Kit starts to suspect Lenora might not be telling the complete truth and that the seemingly harmless woman in her care could be far more dangerous than she first thought. I just want to say I've already fixed the rhyme in the in the time that it took you to read that last paragraph. It wasn't me, Lenora cried, but she's the only one alive. That's better. Don't you mean but she's the only one not died? <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. I did too. Okay. Well, let's just get right into the questions because we could talk about that summary for a while, I think. But let's go with questions. Um First, let's talk about the characters. I mm-hmm. started out writing this question by saying, let's just talk about Kit, but I thought we'd be finished really quickly. So let's talk about Kit, but also these other yahoos. <laughs> Pick your favorite. I, okay. This has nothing to do with what's actually in the book, but I kept thinking every time Kit's name would be called, in my head, I thought Kit Kitteridge, the American girl. <laughs> so I was just imagining. I, I, I will say her name is said so many times in this book. Yeah. And we all know how I feel mm-hmm. about that. By mm-hmm. the end of the book, though, I was like, Kit's kind of a fun name. Well, I was listening to the audiobook, and for a minute, I forgot her name was Kit. And I was like, why does this police officer keep calling her Kid? Like, that's really annoying. Um, But yeah, it's just ridiculous. Nobody says anybody's name. Period. (laughs) I was going to say that often, but like, you just don't use people. You don't use people's names unless i'm talking about someone you don't say someone's name to them barely ever unless it's like an exclamation of surprise or something especially in a one-on-one conversation like here in a group here in a group (laughs) i got really passionate here in a group if i have something specific i need to say to mary i might be like oh mary this thing but if mary and i are just talking to each other alone alone I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to say her name. 
And I'm certainly not putting it at the end of sentences. I no, disagree. I'm not saying, you don't understand, <laughs> Emily. What? I disagree. Uh, so in this case specifically about the detective constantly, like he was calling her out. And all the time, if my sisters tell me something and I don't believe it, like, Abby, really? Mm, or like, Bailey, come yeah. on. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's it's an emphasis on the unbelievability of Kit. That's kind and of like how, a little condescending. Yeah, it's like get real, Mary. Yeah, like yeah, it's worse in romances. I would say. Yeah. When oh well, is then they use the full name. Lover. They use their full yeah. name in romances. Yeah, or you like call them by their last name for some reason. As if we were like, or if you're fourth wing, school. the character's name is Violet, and you come up with the dumbest nickname ever for her and call her it over and over again throughout yeah, the, the whole book. Violence. <laughs> I know it's That's, really that bad. That was a cute little. No, it was not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> anyway, um, none of the characters in this book have any uh, depth to them at all. I would like to say. I would like to argue. I I mean, I agree. I don't think they have a whole lot of depth. But I would argue this book is almost a parody of a, like, locked door mystery, almost. Like, Kit's not part of it. She's just kind of unraveling it. But, like, it's so over the top. And everyone seems sus. Every single character yeah. <laughs> is suspicious, but in almost like a campy, overdramatic way. And each twist and turn is just so over the top. I don't think it always works. No, not always. <laughs> but like the the caricatureness of it, like Mrs. Baker, the stern governess. Yeah. Yeah. Like a game of Carter, Clue. The hot handyman. Yeah, it feels like a game of Clue. Like, you know, he's the one with the mustache. She's the one <laughs> with... He's the gardener. Yes. like everyone's... I would argue that the characters in even the board game Clue have more <laughs> distinctive character traits than <laughs> the characters in this book. I would actually love to, like, watch a film adaptation of this with the Clue characters... Just oh. the, just the people. little like icons from the like not actual actors, but just like <laughs> use the board game pieces. Like that would be yeah. great. Um, my question is, why did Kit care about any of this? Like the because whole time, dead mom Emily. Yeah. And I did. She's poor, Emily. She needs a job. Yeah, that that was it at first, but like then she's like really gets into this mystery and like wants to, wants to find out what happens, and I'm like I don't believe it. Like I don't understand. Like I, I don't would, care. So. I would hear my predecessor disappeared in the middle of the night and be like, "Well, I'm gonna head out." I, I what, a, yeah. what about I, when your predecessor is found dead? Yeah, then I doubly have to leave. Well, I at think- that point, she was like, "Maybe I should go." Like I no, guess in if it. this if any of this were at all something that could happen in actual life, like if I were in a situation where there this crazy thing had happened, 
and I had the ability to find out what happened, I can see being curious. I can see wanting to get the answers. But like at a certain point, like there are so many turning points where you'd be like, actually, never mind. Mm -hmm. And she just keeps blowing past them. She's just very obsessive about it, too. She doesn't even consider leaving at any point, except for when she thinks she's getting fired. We could back up even farther. I would not go live in a house actively falling into the ocean. No. That as well. Uh, But she's poor. She's poor. And her daddy doesn't love her. The pure convenience of her being selected for this job with the twists that we find out later is so... Yo, yeah, we're going to talk about that, I feel. <sighs> we're going to talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's destiny. a whole discussion of twists. Oh, Destiny. Up. Okay, I really want to hear what Jace thinks about these characters. Yeah. I I agree with Mary. They, but that they're all like clue characters. It felt reading it was very murder mystery, mm-hmm. like dinner type kind of feel <laughs> it it didn't have a lot of depth but riley sager's characters never really do that's not really that's true why, yeah that's like that's not why you read him like i read it wondering how he's gonna twist things which in this it had it was a loop-de-loo six flags roller coaster um in the dark for better or for worse but you don't really read his books for character depth you're more like literally you're reading it like a clue game of like mm-hmm. how is this gonna play out but like miss baker or mrs mrs baker the governess mm-hmm. like the whole book i was wondering how her character was gonna take a twist and turn like you know from the beginning not to trust her she's because also of- never around I knew very early. I have to say, and Mary can back me up on this because I texted her with my theory and my theory was pretty much correct. Um, but we can talk about this when we get to the twist section. But I knew that she was actually uh, like the one who had done the killing, etc. I figured that, but I didn't know the extent of the ending. Or the detail, like why. Right, yeah. Um, I have a request for Riley Sager and that is for him to stop writing women oh I thought you were gonna say stop writing in first person because that's my request to him um first person present tense I would like him to stop doing (laughs) we should address him by his government name Kit Kittredge Todd Kit Kittredge is he a Todd Todd? what's his last name Todd Ritter Todd Todd Ritter. Ritter Todd. Isn't that a character in Harry Potter? <laughs> no. I think you're thinking Tom Riddle, but it's very close. That's <laughs> Common Sorry. mistake, probably. That's probably why he goes by a pen That's why name. he had to change it, right? Um, yeah, I just think he's really bad at writing women. Um, this one yes. wasn't as bad as some of his other female characters, but I think it like wasn't like the one we read together. Yeah, what was the name of that one? I don't remember. We'll have to look up the blog. We have two. We've written two blogs about Riley Sager that we definitely will link in the show notes in case you just want to see our opinions on some of his other things. But um, yeah, this is definitely not his like worst worst female character. 
But I would just kind of like to see, okay, hot take, maybe not a hot take. This is just my opinion, obviously. But as I was reading this, I was just thinking about the fact that like, Riley Sager always writes from the perspective of women. Um, Another author that we've had on the podcast several times, Grady Hendrix, also a male writer writes from the perspective of women. And I was trying to think like, what is it about the Grady Hendrix stuff that like, I, that works for me Mm -hmm. that like the Riley Sager female lead characters are just like not doing. And I really think it's the way that for me anyway, again, this is just my opinion. I feel like it's the way that, these authors feel about their main characters because I really get the sense that like Grady Hendrix um, writes from a female perspective because like he admires women and he tries to write women that um, are admirable or interesting in some way. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Riley Sager writes women who are just like really stupid and I don't yeah, get the sense like that Riley Sager – yeah, I don't get the sense that Riley Sager admires women. I feel like he is like, women are the ones who are reading my books, so I want to write women for them. Well, I think that, like, when you say – less than admiration, I think, like, interesting is a good word for it. Because I think Grady Hendrix finds women interesting, interesting. and is, like, yes. actually – writing about them as if they are real people where Riley Sager does not as we discussed have any characters that have any defining traits whatsoever and he's not interested in the inner life of women or how that might be different than his own experience and he just assumes that because like I've only read two Riley Sager books, to be fair, but there is absolutely no distinction between the voice of either of the characters that I have read um, him write about. I think he just thinks of all of of a of a woman as like a vessel through which he can write about a plot. (laughs) Like, yeah, and I couldn't that be anybody. Well, exactly. I would just like to see him write from a male perspective. Like, like, does he have any books from a male perspective? I, none that I have read. I don't know. Because I, I haven't read all of his books. Like, I've read several, though. And they're, like, that's something I'm a little tired of, is, like, the female, just, just like, the victimized female main characters who just seem very, like, stu- just make really dumb decisions. And, like, in both of the books that I've read from him, it's, like, the the ultimate baddie in the story ends up being, like, her father figure like either her actual dad or like you know a male who is some kind of um a you know mentor-esque father figure in her life but I just wanted to mention one thing that I wrote down like the most egregious moment of like you don't know anything about women that uh came up while I was reading which was actually in one of Lenora's chapters um which was when she walks in on her dad having sex with a servant. And she she's like, I wondered, blah, blah, blah. And then she's at the end of the sentence, she says, but what I wondered most of all is if anyone would ever want to fuck me like that. It's like, <laughs> if you walked in on your father yeah. having sex with someone else in the house, even your mother, honestly, the thing you would not the thing you would wonder more than anything else upon entering this situation would not be 
Will anyone ever want to fuck me like that? I hope not. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) When Lenora, in a Lenora chapter, when she's talking about how she knew she was pregnant. (laughs) She said between the morning sickness, the extreme fatigue, and and my missed period, I just knew. (laughs) Well, between these... That's three Several very, signs. Yeah. <laughs> particularly morning sickness in the mist period, I would think. Mm. I just yeah. had a sense about it, you know? Yeah, I could just I could just tell from the Between the baby kicking and then and giving birth. protected sex <laughs> approximately four to six weeks ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> Woman's intuition. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, I don't know. Just, just tell just you know. To, try to write somebody with with a penis. See how that feels. I just I like I don't think it would have made. I mean, I guess like are we saying that a male kit wouldn't connect with this elderly woman patient? I mean, Riley Sager wasn't connecting with this elderly woman patient. I'm just saying, yeah. like I I don't think he knows how to like identify with women and their stories and write them in a way that's like but like, all, that, like I just don't know why he doesn't write something different because guess, because women else. write thrill women read thrillers women are the ones yeah. who are reading thrillers he is the whole reason he goes by Riley Sager the whole yep. reason he writes from a woman's perspective is because it's going to sell to more women if he has an ambiguous name we know who you are yeah we know but like we didn't know when the first book came out people didn't know right he's yeah um and yeah like he that's why he's doing it he's doing it to sell books i just hate that i mean i don't know he didn't tell me me that but like this that's how it it seems like that's what the deal is yeah like why would you pick such a like gender neutral ambiguous and then use a picture of jamie lee curtis as your avatar or whatever on like all your social media stuff right what yeah (laughs) yeah from like what from like uh like the first halloween Halloween. movie yeah yeah i'm just saying interesting i don't know this i've never talked to the guy we probably will never have him on the podcast just a guess So well, yeah, we I don't. Never I hope I never have to speak to him. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sorry. One more character I want to talk about before we move on, and that is the detective. What a jerk! Yeah. Right. Yeah. To like yeah. an extreme level, where like every time Kit talks, he's like, "But you're a murderer, though, right?" Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, no, I guess like, like I mean, you know, maybe realistic. A cab. <laughs> Yeah, and like all of his women characters are dumb, but I guess all of his men characters are assholes. So it's not like well, he he's writing either of them right. People at <laughs> all. Also, not just like that's not a good detective either. Like there was like he's not doing he like, his due diligence. Yeah, she's like, like she handing it evidence because she left at nighttime. It's like what the fuck does that have to do with it? You could run away at any time and like i know that she died by suicide because she left a note because nobody has ever forged a suicide note before typed note too which would be like um that should be a big red flag that it could be forged okay but do we think at all about the detective i hate him he's a jerk 
Do we think at all that he was covering up for his friend, the dad, who in the end is guilty of literally everything? I didn't think about that. (laughs) I don't know. Did the dad ever share that with him? I don't know. It, like, remains ambiguous. Although the the detective does say that he also worked at Hope's End as a young boy because every young boy in the town of... In the state of Maine, apparently, worked at Hope's End as a child. Right, which is how a he child and Patrick, the dad, like, met and became friends. Right, yeah. so he would have known that he probably would have known that he was having an affair with yeah. Virginia. Like, is he in on everything and he's just a crooked but detective when, to begin with? You'd think they would have gone into that. yeah. Because, like, Riley Sager does not want to leave a single stone unturned. So, (laughs) like, that's kind of what I got out of it was that, like, the detective knew the whole time. And that's why she was mad that the dad was like, oh, these news articles. Because he knew she wasn't going to jail because the detective knew the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a generous reading, but... I'll give it to him. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't read it on two times. I actually read the oh, book. Oh. Oh. You probably She's, understand a lot you better. You could probably give us, like, <laughs> textual evidence that that is. At a certain point, reading. I really gave up on understanding, like, what the twists were because I was well, like, I, it is every other sentence, and I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, this all happened a- around me. all of those. This was like buried in the. Mm-hmm. In yeah, that, if I had just listened to it pages. at 1.5 speed, I would have. Like a normal it. human being. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember around the time that all the twists happened, there were yeah. some times when I was like, wait, let me go back. What is that? Going back, probably. Like, I was, was trying to like catch because there yeah. were so many little intricate. Mm-hmm. Twists and turns that it was kind mm-hmm. of like, wait, what? What? Where did I this- feel like Riley Sager could really benefit from that advice, which like I don't always agree with, but that fashion advice that's like, take look at yourself off. in the mirror and take one thing off. Yeah, right. Um, Just take off. Do that. Take off one dad who had an affair. Take off one plot twist. <laughs> I challenge you to do this. Also. I, you know, another thing. Okay, we'll we'll get into it. When we start talking about <laughs> I mean, we're talking about twists. Let's let's <laughs> talk about the twists. <laughs> I hate it when a twist, which like wasn't even a twist because it seemed obvious to me based on a conversation that was had early in the book. But don't make oh he was gay the whole time a plot twist. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> the best part about that twist though is we were. Lovers. Yeah. Like, he's he said it so I didn't have to. I was Why like, oh, were cool. there two people named Ricky? Oh my two god. Two different men. You know, and what, both though? of them were it sleeping is... with men named Ricky. Two besties in a man in a in an old decrepit mansion just so happened to both have lovers named Ricky at the same time. But literally everyone in town works there, so they had, the they had all the Rickies. They had all the Rickies. Just asking. My grandpa's <laughs> name's Ricky. <laughs> I work with someone named Ricky, but it's a it's a lady Ricky. So there you go. I've never met a Patrick goes by Ricky. No. A Richard, sure. 
But she only called him that so he wouldn't, so she, like, could keep it a secret. Yeah, so she wouldn't reveal. Mm. Like, she was trying to be sneaky. The the Patrick as Ricky thing was, like, definitely my least favorite plot twist. Yeah. I just felt like it was unnecessary. I understood she was trying to uh, obscure his identity, but... Why would you choose the same name of your best friend's fuck buddy i can just imagine anyone <laughs> Love hearing her. her talk about it Love be her. like well it can't be ricky he's gay <laughs> yeah i just i just don't understand why she had to have a familial connection to the mystery like that bothered me like we were talking I about earlier connection- like it was too much of a coincidence yeah right because i'm assuming that the the like care home aid business was not also in on it and somehow like Mm -hmm. sent her there on purpose because she was the related to fucking i guess everyone in maine is related to them somehow so maybe it was just i the the similar experience of like being accused of a crime you didn't commit that was enough yeah Yeah. i thought so i really thought so that so, was a fine know. connection. But no, she had to have she had to be tortured by a man she thought she trusted. But like all right, whatever. <laughs> and then Kit was Jessica's or Jesse's aunt. Of course. Which was a whole other. Like everybody that worked at the house was family. <laughs> like, yeah. It was so confusing to me that it was like, oh, which I guess this was done to further obscure the truth and make us think that make us not think about it. But like the fact that what's his name Carter mm-hmm. was like I might be Lenora's grandson, and then it's like, but the like Kit is the daughter, and like her and Carter are the yes, same. Yes, that Lenora's was confusing daughter, me as well. I don't know if that like, was supposed to make it more of a twist. I feel like that was the intention, but it was just weird that it was like, what is the age here exactly that we're working with for how old these people would have been Unclear. when? Well, like, then I just was like, is her dad just like a really old dad? Because like, isn't maybe. like how old is Lenora? Like she's in her 80s, right? 70. No, her 70s. 70s? OK, she's like yeah. 71. She's pretty young All right. because she like had a stroke at a young age quote unquote which like oh she never fucking was paralyzed who fucking knew everybody <laughs> no knew. the dad is 70 the dad is seven. okay so how old was he just the like dad an old is 70 dad like because how old is the girl died at 101 so how old is kit 31 okay so she just has a real old dad i mean that's not that i'm 30 yeah Two and my mom is yeah. seventy five. So okay, yeah, but yeah, it, that's okay. like normal. I you guess. might have young parents, Emily. I don't. <laughs> Sean's thirty three. I mean, like, and his dad is seventy five. Okay, I, I guess more people 76. are having babies in their forties than I knew. <laughs> my dad's in his seventies, also. I mean, my I'm parents are. I'm not thirty one. Yeah, my yeah. parents. My mom is in her. My dad isn't, but my mom's in her seventies. But yeah, I'm, I turned forty this year, so like. I don't know. I just, I was like, I don't know, 40-something seems old to have kids, but what do I know? Especially back then. So which ones of us do you think are cousins then? Oh my god, I don't know. For a man, it would be less 
surprising, yeah. I guess. But also, then how old was Kit's mom? Because I think it's probably extremely uncommon to have a child in your 40s as a woman in, like, the 60s. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe now that's more common, but I feel like back then it was not very common. Because this this is set in 83, in don't forget. What did it say? I think it's, I don't remember what, where it is, but I think it says somewhere in the book how old her parents were. Okay. Because at one point she's like putting uh, it, she's like that yeah. meme with all the numbers, she's like putting it all together. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he had yeah. done the math for us. Mary, when you're writing up the table of contents, be sure to have a section that says like we are like the math, we got to do the math section mm-hmm. where we're doing right. the Riley the Sager math. It's math in. Is yeah. the math By girl math, I mean Riley Sager math. <laughs> By girl math, you mean all of us just going around saying how old our dads are. Yeah. <laughs> and then we figured it out. It's fine. I, I'm just <laughs> complaining about this because I thought Kit and Carter were supposed to be the same age. I so did too. Weird. Yes. They are. They are, but so it's just like two ends of the spectrum of how old you can be or how young you can be. Yeah, I think what it is is like <laughs> Lenora and Ricky were just like really young when she got pregnant, right? Right. So, and then Ricky was like much older, or Patrick when he had, was much older when yeah, he had. Right. Okay. The reveal. It's making me. In the epilogue that Jessica, the random maid, is actually the granddaughter. And that she was sending secret yeah, messages d- to and Because it's so Lenora casual. Via. It's just like, and <laughs> I was the granddaughter yeah, all along, and I knew. It had the same vibe. That was my 13th ever- reason. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesse, are you, it's like the last three pages, and you've decided yeah. now to do this? If you've ever seen Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. It's it's giving turnip prints. <laughs> like how at the beginning of the movie, a random person off screen says, did you hear the prince is missing? And then at the end, he's like, I was here the whole time. I'm the prince. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, no one asked you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> that was a completely pointless inclusion. Also, if she knew also, she, was she was the granddaughter, away? she could have said something at any time. I know. Anybody could have said something at any time. And I, I feel like that ooh. that specific thing was to try to, like, deliver some kind of, like, emotional thing. Because it's like, oh, like, she, you know, never got to know her son. And it's so sad. And, like, we feel so bad for her. And it's like, I don't give a shit about any of these people. Because none of them are people. Because you are fucking bad at writing characters. So if your whole thing is being obsessed with, like, the plot and the twists and turns, don't try to shoehorn in some emotion at the end. Because it's not going to work. The funniest part of it for me was in the audiobook. The narrator was trying really hard to do different voices for Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. She did a lot of man voice. And she was like, and I'm your granddaughter. (laughs) Like... Yeah, Jesse's voice is like, like, totally. Mm, It was very funny. Also, there was a great man voice that the narrator did. Yeah. Anytime a man spoke. Yeah, she did did a couple variations. Like, there was, like, like the, um, 
Archie man voice was a little more sophisticated, like, mm-hmm. well, I think blah blah blah, and then the dad man voice would be like, well, he was well, a fancy kid, gay blah man. blah blah, obviously. <laughs> and the detective was the best of all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even replicate that. The detective reminded me so much of the the police in the Sherry Lapina books that we've read. Oh my gosh! It was like he walked out of there and into here. I was yeah. Like, Detective Curtin. I'm here to bumble this. <laughs> I'll never forget that that detective's name was Curtin because it was clear that Sherry Lapino was sitting at her desk frantically looking around for <laughs> something to name her character mean? after. <laughs> I agree, um, Jace, that Jesse was my 13th reason. I was like, well, what the else en- can we do? The entire last bit of that book The epilogue. Was- the most unnecessary set of twists and turns. <laughs> I I just want to say really quick, spoiler alert, Major, if you're like, if anybody is listening and has not had it spoiled enough, you want to leave any semblance, just skip this. The fact that Virginia was faking being paralyzed for decades, mm-hmm. not talking, not moving, letting Kit Kittredge wipe her butt and bathe her and feed her. like And throw her snow globe from Paris on the ground. Risk her life to bring her out of a house that is toppling into the sea. Take her into her home, show her Star Wars, teach her what a TV is, all this stuff. The Go-Go's. Whatever you want to say that puts it in this specific timeline where they don't have cell phones. All of that for then her to get out of the shower. And she's like, bye. Which, oh, my God. Which also begs the question, like, has Jesse been waiting outside for Kit to get in the shower? Pretty much. Like, how did she time that? Like, the audacity to just... Le- not only leave without ever saying a word to this person who has risked her life to take care of Lenora, Virginia, but then goes on to write a book and do talk shows called Still Life. Like, this is not a joke. If I were Kit, I'd be so I'd be mad. mad. Like, it is the worst. It's like if you would take Verity and like crank it up to a hundred yeah, in I a agree. bad way. I agree. This this is way way worse than Verity. I still don't think Kelly would like Verity, but yeah. Would, and like, but I for feel what like Verity reason? is like kind of fun bad. Exactly. Like, exactly. There is something there is something like more enjoyable about that, and like I think Verity knows what it what it is. is. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to know why she didn't just tell Kit after they got back to her house. Like, yeah, like what did hey, she think? Lenora's dead. Out, now. I actually can't. Patrick's move. dead. <laughs> right. The house is gone. Like, why leave a weird little note that is, by the way, a rhyme? Because this bitch. <laughs> I, my soul left my body when I heard the rhyming <laughs> note. She's the only one not dead. What does she say? I'm looking it up in the book. (laughs) Yeah, please read us. (laughs) Yeah, read it. 
at 69, Virginia Hope wrote her nose. No, wrote, blah, 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 blah. At 69, Virginia Hope wrote her nurse this little note. Thank you, no. dear, for saving me. Now it's time to let you be. I take my leave walking tall, knowing that I fooled them all. So to answer your question, Virginia Hope was 69. <laughs> yes, <Nice>. she was. <laughs> and Patrick um, was I, 70. I would yeah. go find the detective and be like, we got to track her down. Well, then at the end, she gave him the tickets. She gave him the one-way yeah. tickets to Paris. She's like, I hope you'll come join me. No, absolutely not. Like, are, bitch, so are you mad? Furious. I would be hightailing it to the detective and be like, I just want you to know that I was right this entire freaking time. <laughs> like, I would ask for a handwritten apology, apology letter. Yes. From that detective. He, I want his license. I want his job. Financial compensation. <laughs> Like Unless defamation. he was in on it the whole time, which is still a possibility. Do you think that the first idea that Riley Sager had for this book was based on the little nursery rhyme of death that he wrote and realized that he could name a character with the last name Hope and then rhyme it with rope? Mm-hmm. I think the first idea he had was calling a house Hope's End. Mm-hmm. Mm. The second idea was typewriter. And from there, just typewriter. We worked backwards to be like, now why would anyone have a typewriter? Okay, 1983. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about why this oh, book yeah, is set time. in 1983. Lack of Google. The one part towards the beginning where she just starts <laughs> listing off historic events from the 60s and 70s. Jesse was if, listening to the talking heads. Yeah, as yeah. if she remembers these things happening as she was growing up. She's like, and then the moon landing. And also <laughs> civil rights. <sighs> the typewriter, you guys. Well, okay, so like the main reason it's in 83 is so we have a reason that the only way she can communicate is via typewriter. I need to understand the speed of the typing. Slow. Because we've slow. got one usable hand, right? Or mm-hmm. allegedly, we have one usable hand. How long would that take on a... I mean, that it would so take a slow. while on a computer where the keys are easy to press. One you word a like minute. really mash a typewriter down. But she's faking. That's, that's bananas. <laughs> it says one she word a minute. She would still today be typing that. If that's really what she was doing. Can you imagine sitting there talking to, to somebody and waiting for them to hand. type their answers with one hand on a typewriter? No. No. I listened to books you at two times them. speed. <laughs> but can she, how much of her arm can she move? Can she move All of it arm? because she's a faker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically. Yeah. She could lift up her other arm and just. I thought the Ouija board was a really good idea. Okay. Hold on. The Ouija <laughs> no. board. We didn't like that idea. All right. Well, here's what I didn't like about that part. And this is like a small thing, but it stuck with me more than most things in this book. Hit my microphone. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So she's like spelling answers out. Yeah. And then she asks a yes or no question to her. And it's like she just, you know, taps because that's what she normally does instead of going to the yes or to the no. Mm-hmm. 
Then she asked another yes or no question, and she said she spelled spelled it out. out. Yes. Yeah. Why the fuck? You could either go to yes or you can tap. She's never used and a Ouija we know board that she before. Can nod. She can also nod. Why would you then spell out? Why for the drama? No, and also, why would she be able to nod? I don't know. Because she's a faker. Yeah. Do that, nobody question that? Not a single doctor asks like the explanation. No, because they paid the doctors off. The explanation of how <laughs> she true. started faking being paralyzed is what sent me because she was like, I was just so depressed I didn't want to move. And then I decided I wouldn't move. What? Like three times at the end where it's just dumping all of those twists on. It's like, you might be wondering. <laughs> what this is the next question you might ask is this like yeah we are asking that you might be asking why didn't i just say something Uh Mm uh-huh we are well here's a perfectly reasonable explanation for that (laughs) i feel like if you have to write that sentence like have not earned this twist Mm -hmm. yeah but what upsets me is that when she's like writing her little note about how she finds out that Jesse is the granddaughter, mm-hmm. they were in bed whispering to each other. Mm-hmm. I am just justice for poor Kit. I just, poor thing. I feel so bad for it. her. <laughs> like begging for these slow one word a minute typewriter answers the inconsistent Ouija board. Meanwhile, late at night, Kit thinks that there's ghosts. No, it's just a little grandma great, little granny granddaughter bonding. Pajama party. <laughs> like, a little pajama party. Like, drives me nuts. Oh, and I mean, ostensibly, Jesse is also watching Kit slowly go insane. Yes. Yeah. And every time she's Kit's saying something that sounds insane to everyone else. Like, this is happening. It'd be like, Jesse looked at me like like she was angry. <laughs> it's like, what a, what a bitch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The worst. She's just sitting there being like, you are crazy. Yeah. Fuck like, you, Jesse. <laughs> worst niece ever. Maybe it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. It has to. Oh, my God. Mm. Sorry, that 1983 question went sideways. That's okay. I think we covered it. Why is it set in 1983? Because a single cell phone would collapse any Riley Saker novel. <laughs> is this a thing I don't he know does that. Often? I mean, I've only read two of his books now, but it seems. I, I think Final Girls is actually set in the present because okay. I remember her having a um, baking blog. Because mm-hmm. I the book the book Emily and I read that I can't remember the name of it was like a girl hitchhiking. Survive the night, I think. Survive the night. Mm, yeah, survive ah, yeah, the yeah. night. It's like mm. a girl hitchhiking. Not good. Wasn't that like the nineties, maybe or something? Yeah, I think it was the nineties because they were listening to Nirvana. I remember that. That's how you know. Oh, there's always a musical cue. Yeah. To like authenticate the time. Which I'm fine with that. He wants a movie to be made out of these books so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a soundtrack built in. Yeah. He's, he's like, like here's it. your I needle drop happen. moment right here. It's going to happen. Really bad movies. Yeah. 
Will I go see them? Yes. I, I would like know. this one to be a movie. This one would be fun. I would go see I was like, thinking that Bran I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he can play Archie. I feel like if this movie like kid. leaned into how outlandish it is, it c- mm-hmm. actually could be fun as a movie. Yeah, do it as a comedy. In the style of Clue, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or one of those outlandish ones. I was just going to say, do like a completely faithful adaptation, and it will be so bad that it will also be entertaining to watch. It will be a cult classic. Yeah. I feel like it'll be one of those ones like on Netflix, the hide and seek ones. What was the one? Is it hide and seek? No. The one she's like getting married, and they play the scavenger hunt, Um, the tag game, but everybody dies. But everybody dies. Ready or not? Yeah. I feel like it'd be like that kind of thing. Mm. Oh, I like that movie. I do like that movie. I was thinking maybe it would be more like the thriller on Netflix that Kelly and I watched where that woman was like the babysitter and um, she like swims topless with the mom. And then, you know what? You know what I'm talking about? Hold on. I'm going to look up the name of it. Oh, the one with the with Charlotte from Sex and the Yes. Yes. What was that called? You know what I'm <laughs> talking remember. about? Where she's it's like, so bad. she's like, you could borrow my swimsuit, and then they like, oh, and they they go like bra shopping together. But like that one also, I feel like the reason I say it's going to be like that one is like I feel like that had the Riley Sager twists and turns happening, where like yes. every five minutes it was like, oh no, we're in a different reality now, and it was like. She's trying to write a book and like she's like I'm I'm starting to lose grip on like what's in my book and what's reality. Like I feel that's got Riley Sager all over it, you know? Yeah. So anyway. The Watcher yeah. is kind of like that too, with a lot of twists and turns, but like so many plot holes that you're like, wait, what about the this? Yeah. And it just never gets answered. That's how this is too. The next thing I wanna say is the Related to your next point of what was a moment in this dumb book that made you sigh with resignation. Um, And this is a greater problem that I have, which the moment for me was fairly early on, but not early enough, where Kit had been referring to the person that she, you know, quote unquote, killed um, as her patient. She kept saying, oh, the patient that I had. Etc. And then eventually it's like, and that patient was my mother. It's like, you are writing in first person. You are inside your own brain right now. <laughs> Why are you referring to your own mother as a patient inside your own brain in your private thoughts where nobody can hear you? Mm-hmm. And this is such an issue that comes up again and again in these thrillers that like to have twists and the twists are about having an unreliable narrator. It's like the the narrator is not unreliable for any reason other than you didn't want to share that information yet. So you just obscured it in a way that a normal human person would not, even if yeah. they were, you know, insane or whatever, which is not <laughs> even the conceit here. It just made absolutely no sense. And this could easily be fixed if you just fucking wrote in the third person. Mm-mm. Can't. Can't do it. Too much. Wow. Anyway, that's when I gave up. No, that's, that's, that's very that's really early. Good. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's when I knew. 20% in. That's what I knew. 
I feel like that was like that was a little ways in. It was too long for her yeah. to be continuously referring yeah. to her mother in her head as a patient, patient to then be like, oh, and also a plot twist for those of you also in my brain listening to this um, <laughs> as I think these thoughts. It was my mom. You're not writing a book. Like, why are you acting like this is... She like, might be writing a book. She has access to like, a typewriter. Also... That's true. <laughs> this is this is maybe terrible of me, but her whole crime with her mom, the patient, was that mm-hmm. she left a pill bottle close to her and then went to bed. And she was supposed to lock the pills up. And it's then, giving I killed someone Serena Vanderwoodson. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm sort of like... It sounds like her illness was really bad and she wasn't getting better and she was in excruciating pain. Yeah, hot take. Allow, um, you know, end of life care and assisted Mm -hmm. suicide or whatever you want to call it. That should be legal. You should be allowed to choose. But it turns out she didn't want that. Patrick was just doing another murder. But, but also, didn't she, though, because she asked Kit, she was like, just leave the pills with me, please. Like, yeah. how much longer did she have to live anyway? Why would he bother doing it? She had, like, stage five stomach cancer or something. Like, she was in, in excruciating pain and basically, like, in-home hospice care. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not understand any of that. Also, sorry, the fact that they that she was actually hired by her company that would be to a breach be of her ethics. mom's caretaker is so bananas. There's actually, no way. I will say you can do that. Um, but it's like, it's it wouldn't be through like a company like that, but there are companies that allow you to essentially register as like a paid caretaker and you'll be paid by this company to care for your own family members, etc. That sounds a little different. It is different, but it is still being hired to be a caretaker for your own family member. It is weird. Well, that because caretaking, you should make money if you're like, especially yes, if exactly. you're having to like give up your job to then caretake. That However, sounds- this company has other caretakers at it, and it seems very weird that they would be like, "Oh, well, this one's nearby you." So yeah, unless we- did she like go and like make a special request like. Can I be I, – I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't think that would probably really happen through her company that then suspended her, that then rehired her just to stick her in another – Strange situation. Yeah. Which also, again – With another relative, technically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Made no sense that they were like, oh, like, we can't find anyone to do it, so we'll just rehire this person who we're pretty sure is a murderer. I can't think about it too much or my brain will just collapse. Mm-hmm. I think I've already forgotten, like, many of the twists, despite the fact that I just finished this, but – it was a. So, it was like a pile on at the one of, last one of third the, or so. The big twist is that we find out after the whole book is hyping up. Like I'll tell you sometime what happened that night. Sometime I'll tell you. I don't you. even I have know to tell who fucking killed who. It, <laughs> at this point, it was kind of a um, 
bananas scene of everyone killing each other. But the funniest part to me, and I don't think it was supposed to be funny, (laughs) is their laudanum addicted mother comes out and is like, you know what? I never liked you anyway to their dad and she kills him and then i think she tries to kill herself but then she can't and she turns to ricky and is like kill me you won't do it i bet you won't do it and he's like i'm not gonna kill you and then she's like of course you wouldn't you spineless little baby and he's like okay fine and then he kills her she like bullies him into killing her and it was fu- it was funny. That's why I would like a movie. I think that would be funny. The ending just has so many twists. <laughs> this the movie would be long. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be it would maybe a mini series would be good. There, ooh, don't give him too much money, Mike Flanagan. If you're <laughs> I was listening, about to say, <laughs> we should get Mike Flanagan on this. <laughs> Mike Flanagan, if you're listening to this, this could be the next. Fall of the house. In your series. It's closest to Bly Manor if we're going to compare it to one. Okay, that's what I was thinking because one, like the twist, the moment that I was just done was when they walked back into the house. (laughs) Just sat there. And just just sat sat as it fell into the the sea or whatever. You know it took a while for the house to crumble into the sea where they just... Chilling? They just let it. They just slid down. Like for me, I would say there is maybe one too many um, pregnancies between hired help and yeah mm-hmm. other people. <laughs> like the father knocked someone up, and sh- and she got an abortion. Mm-hmm. Her Lenora is. A product of her mother, like, doing the same thing. Uh And then Virginia Lenora and Ricky Ricky. Ricky Ricky. Patrick Ricky. Patrick Patrick Ricky. Please call him by his Christian name, Patrick (laughs) Ricky. Do you think M. Night Shyamalan reads Riley Sager? That's no. who could adapt this. Riley Sager watches M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. It's who, the other way around. Who would he make his cameo Oh, as? you know what I actually wrote, and <laughs> I think this is perfect, is that um, in, my, in some of the um, f- angry notes that I was taking, I wrote Riley Sager is kind of the Ryan Murphy of horror novels. Mm. Um, Oof. Which to me is an insult because I fucking hate Ryan Murphy. Uh, And I think it's similar. You know, we've got a lot of um, stupid shit happening for no reason. A lot of like, just like kind of showmanship, which is like the twists happening. What did Ryan Murphy do to you? Um, All of the American Horror Story series. Not good. Every single one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched all of them, but. You know. They never follow through. Everyone's they always, always like, kind of first season. No, they always the like no. Sucks. The first season part of the charm. The first season was scary for like the first couple of episodes, and then the amount of ghosts that were in that house just got so ridiculous. 
Yeah. That was and like classic, not scary like, not anymore. following the established rules of a universe yep. that you set up. Just like also going just like buck wild. We're we're in an asylum, but also there's like torture happening. Aliens. But there's aliens, but there's also like weird creatures living in the woods. Like stick to one thing. It's too much. Right. Which like this book I was half expecting in my predictions. the first prediction I wrote was vampires. And you know, I would have liked the book better if that had happened. If there was some kind of again talking about vampires. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. But it was like you know maybe there's ghosts, Ouija board, and I knew there wouldn't be. But part of me was like, wouldn't it be nice if we actually got some ghosts instead of just like, you know, staying within the the world of realism, quote unquote. Even though none of this makes any fucking sense. I can't deal with the house though. Like, where was code enforcement? This was I 1983. Just, <laughs> no codes in 1983.: In 83, no. you could just stack a bunch of rocks on a hill and call it your house. Like, <laughs> no one checks. Yeah. What were they going to do? They didn't have internet. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, how right. would they ever know? Um, but like from the moment you hear the house is crumb, you're like, it's going to fall into the ocean, like. Yeah. For sure. Oh and yeah, they were just, like, any day now, it's going to fall into the ocean. I so. remember. Why would Kelly you want to was be still at the very it's... beginning. She was like, do you think the house is going to fall into the ocean at the end? And I was Absolutely. like, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I wish I want this to all go into the ocean. My favorite part about the house crumbling, though, and tilting is that the tilt was so severe that the night, like after her first night in the house, Kit wakes up and her muscles are sore from compensating for the tilt. Like, that's a lot of tilt. Or she'll wake up and the mattress will be half off the bed. Yeah, like her like sheets slid down to her feet. And like it's like every time someone crests the stairs, they're like, "Oh my god, I have to hold onto a wall." Like, I'm dizzy. Whoa! <laughs> Everyone's just walking around the house, going, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's a very series of unfortunate events. <laughs> like, yeah, it is a fun house. This could be camp if he pushed it a little further, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's keeping it. In this, like, world, he's trying to make it real world, you know? He's not pushing it to a level where it could be actually fun. It just ends up, because he's like, it's gothic. Mm-hmm. Like It's funny that you said real world, because it is, like, the true story of seven strangers. <laughs> yeah. Picked to live in a crumbling mansion. <laughs> true life. I'm living in a slanted house that's about to fall into the ocean. <laughs> you think you know, but you have no idea. What other MTV shows can we <laughs> Room Next, Raiders. me reading every Riley Sager book <laughs> at the beginning. Room Raiders. Room Raiders would actually be so good on this. <laughs> it's like, I see, okay, so she has a typewriter. So she, she likes to write, likes to I write, guess. But there's only just one word at a time. Kind of running into other words. Okay, maybe she's a poet. Playing with language. Um, should we read some of these reviews? Yeah. Let's. We've got one stars and we've got five stars. Yeah, we just want to really see what the people are saying, but only on the super positive and super negative side, because everything in the middle is kind of not as interesting. Yeah. Well, this um, <laughs> person's short. Whoever wants to read that, one of you, one of you brought this one up in the in our text. I think it was me, so I can read it. 
Um, okay. This is this is from Lit with Lee. Prose, faster pace compared to his previous books that I read, Final Girls and The Last Time I Lied. Synopsis, trapped my ass. Writing wasn't totally ass-tastic, I guess. Cons, made no damn sense. Repetitive, forced suspense. Ending was so buckwild it felt like Sager was trolling. <laughs> I feel like that's in line with what we said. Yeah. We've got another one. This person says... Wow, I fucking hated this book. Should have DNF'd it around 50% when I first wanted to. If one character said literally one sentence at any fucking point in 50 years, there would be zero plot. But no, we have to keep the reader in the dark because, again, there's no plot. Huge woman on the train vibes with Kit. Why do you care? Just fuck off already. Also, Verity. And then it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 rolling eye emojis. What an absolute waste of time. Okay, here's the single sentence. Hi, I'm Virginia. My mother killed both my father and herself in a fit of righteous passion. And having lost my child and been betrayed by my lover, I tried to hang myself. I survived but was paralyzed. And in order to claim my inheritance, my sister Lenora had me declared dead and then pretended that I was actually the surviving murderous sister Lenora while she assumed a persona and dipped. Little peace sign fingers emoji. Here, I can do it even shorter, Alvia in most multiple sentence. Sis. I'm Virginia. Mom killed dad and herself. I tried to kill myself but ended up paralyzed. Sis Lenora lied about my death and gave me her identity while she dipped. Peace sign. Notes I took while reading. She does one word a minute, which Kit relates to. I know it was the 80s, but that is slow. And then types nine words. Sitting there for 10 minutes for one sentence. VV melodramatic. I think Jesse murdered Mary for as blasé as she is about her disappearing. Lenora trusts Kit already after not even one day. How heavy is this typewriter we're hauling across the room and settling on a frail old lady's lap? So wait, she can nod? That's how she signals she's ready for a new line or piece of paper or whatever. But she can't nod yes instead of tapping her hand twice. I've been typing this in conjunction with her the whole time, but I don't know what she's writing. (laughs) They're keeping the reader listener in the dark. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) And then we've got some five star reviews. All right. Who wants to read a five star? You have to read the emojis. You have to read the emojis and you have to read it like you mean it. I just want to comment about Lenora trusting Kit after one day. There was a part very near the end of the book where Kit was like, three days ago, I wouldn't have guessed that I would have been here. And I was like, wait, what? I know, it's like, it's been one week. It really feels like Bachelor in Paradise where they're yeah. like, this has been the best seven days of my life. And I'm like, this has been months of my yeah, life. Yeah, we're in December and Bachelor in Paradise is still on. I just want everyone to think about that for a second. Yeah, and they film for 21 days. So. Yeah. Okay, here is a five-star review. I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there's a little, uh, like, surprised. surprised face. Creepy, suspenseful, fantastic. This book checked every box, check mark for me. I didn't want it to end. Why did I love it so much? I don't know. A creepy, deserted mansion. On a cliff. Please note that every pause is um, an ellipsis. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbling slowly into the sea below. 
seriously, this house tilts when you walk through it. Shocked face, shocked face, shocked face. (laughs) If that wasn't enough, a mass murder happened there. In this house! (laughs) That Kit is about to take a job at grimacing face. Kit, girl, really? I mean, shrug shrug emoji. (laughs) I mean, I love true crime, but I don't want to live it. Grimace face. Or like, what do we call this? That's a great grimace. grimace. Painful smile. If that wasn't enough, the murderer is rumored to still live there. What? (laughs) Surprised face. Innocent. Halo. Smiley face. (laughs) Until proven guilty. Right? Eye roll. OMG, this creepy atmosphere was off the chain. (laughs) I was on the edge of my seat the entire book. Footsteps, shadows, ghost? Ghost emoji, shocked emoji, shrug emoji. I don't know how he does it, but I was memorized by this entire story until the very last page. Bravo, clap. Riley Sager, he seriously killed it. Party hat emoji. Five suspense-filled stars and then five party horn emojis. Heart, heart, heart. Is this on your radar? What is your favorite Riley Sager book? Would you live in a murder house? No from this girl. And then running emoji, three I, I almost deleted the last paragraph, but then I was like, no from this girl. No, I got to keep that in. <laughs> I Would you not live in a murder I was memorized. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with this review, but I want to be friends with the author. I was memorized by this review. <laughs> <laughs> Next, yes. we have a shorter one. I want to read the last one. So Jace can read this one. You want to read one? I'm not very good at reading aloud sometimes when I get nervous. <laughs> All right, nobody, you don't have to if nobody you don't look want at to. her. It's good practice. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. What a freaking roller coaster. I know there are mixed opinions on Sager, but I have thoroughly enjoyed the books I've read of his so far. This one was wild, and the last 25 to 35 percent had about. What is what is that number? 1,649,206 twists. But it all came together in the end. Though I felt like I had whiplash, I couldn't believe the genius twists that just didn't stop. Were some crazy? Yes. But honestly, dot, 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 it could all happen, actually happen IRL. The last few pages even made me cry. Wow, I loved it. Full review coming to Bookstagram soon. Wait, did I write this? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did the last pages make you cry, Jace? Um, you know what? The tickets did kind of get me. The, the ticket, the plane tickets. I was like, "Is this real?" You're like, is but this a true story? It all could happen, IRL. It could, and that's what we have to remember. Um, okay, and the final five star review. A lot. I know. Just emotionally. <laughs> are you going to Hey, Alexa, play Material Girl by Madonna, because we are living in a thriller world, and I am a Riley Sager girl. You know that we... This isn't even the way that the song goes, but this is how it's spelled. <laughs> living in a thriller world, and I am a Riley Sager girl. 
get it because it's the 80s. My most treasured summer tradition involves getting absolutely bamboozled by Riley Sager's twisted mind. (laughs) From the twisted mind of Riley Sager. His new summer thrillers are something I and everyone else on the bookish planet look forward to every June. His newest release, The Only One Left, was everything I hope. (laughs) Winky face. It would be. And more. Welcome to Hope's End. Its ominous name is tray appropriate for this eerie AF mansion sitting amongst a decrepit cliff. (laughs) With a history of heinous crimes, it is the last place caretaker Kit McDear would want to be assigned to. Her assignment, caring for the notorious Lenora Hope, who is rumored to be responsible for the brutal massacre of her mother, father, and sister in said mansion. Lenora is mute, partially paralyzed, seemingly harmless, and ready to share the truth of that fateful night with Kit via ancient typewriter. Since Sager is a fellow Swifty, I feel it is most appropriate to use the following lyric in this review. Baby, let the games begin. Let the games begin. Let the games begin. Ow. Oh, I wish you had done it. And well, it's okay. I can't do it because I don't know I what know. that song sounds like. Baby, um. Let the games begin. Let the games begin. Okay. What is the owl part? There you go. Oh. Ow. Hit is relentless. I think I'm so sorry to say this, Susan, but I think Riley Sager being a Swifty says a lot. Um, about his writing. I think he's pretending to Shots be a Swifty to sell more books. I don't believe that he's actually a Swifty. This is all just to pander to his female readers. Probably. You're probably right. I Retweet. do believe that Taylor Jenkins read is a Swifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Kit is relentless in piecing together the hope puzzle. And as the truths come to light, the real events, the connections, the twists are absolutely dot, 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 gobsmacking. With over 69 twists. Nice. What? Nice. <laughs> the only one left will have you thinking the quote a la MTV show diary. You think you know, but you have no oh my idea. God. When I said that earlier, I didn't even see this. Wow. <laughs> Did I really okay, and then this last part is all caps. <laughs> all right, I'm off to go to a chiropractor appointment for a neck adjustment because Sager has a new severe bookish whiplash. Toodles, my bookish noodles. <laughs> okay. Love. I want to start saying toodles, toodles my bookish noodles. <laughs> Should that be our new sign-off? Oh, no. Yeah. Probably not. But she's probably We're gonna get got sued it trademarked by this person. or whatever. Yeah. With over 69 twists. What? Did she so count hot. them? I hope so. Yeah, no. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's that the second time Sixteen has come up this episode. I know. And second time we've gone nice. Yeah. You We're have very to. mature. All right. Let's write this thing. This is Kelly. I will be giving. I already gave this book one star. This is Emily. I also gave this book one star, which is the lowest rating I've ever given a Riley Sager book before because um, I have in the past at least, like, enjoyed my time with some of his books. But this one, I've, I had a really hard time caring about the mystery. So the plot wasn't working for me. This is Mary. I gave it two stars. But I could be convinced to round up to a three. Because I didn't hate it. Like, I did enjoy my time with it. I just thought it was kind of silly. 
and it was way better than the other Riley Sager book I've read. So, see, I thought Survive the Night was more entertaining than this. Yeah, (laughs) but I I mean, that's just everyone's different. That's okay. It was fun to listen to Survive the Night because we were on a road trip. We we were together, and that was fun. Live comment, yeah. I mean, Survive the Night was really bad. Don't get me wrong. That is probably my second least favorite Riley Sager. But it was more entertaining than this. Final Girls is your favorite? No, um, probably uh, The Last Time I Lied is my favorite. Oh, you've read four of them. Yeah. It's not... I think what is always going to bring me down on Riley Sager is the context around like him writing under a pseudonym that sounds like it could be a woman's name and yeah. like trying to pander to this perceived audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like that all kind of icks me out and makes me think a little less of him. Which is why I don't believe he's a Swifty like for a minute. Yeah. But I I don't know. I enjoyed some of this. I would give it like a two with three you can give it a three if you want mary it's fine i gave it a two on goodreads because i'm back on goodreads but (laughs) she's gonna announce that every episode some people have to be giving it some lower views on goodreads to balance out what a weirdly high score it has yes it has like a Mm -hmm. 4.15 which is no it's not it's not a four book for sure we're in the vast minority emily of giving it one star it's okay yeah there's only it's less than one percent um, but I'm we in, are the one percent. I'm in there too. Yeah, I'm finally in, in the one percent <laughs> for the um, only time in my life ever. <laughs> yeah, I also gave it one. I could, I could maybe be convinced to give it a two, but I ultimately decided on a one because I had to like push through it and like I, if I didn't have to finish it, I probably wouldn't have. So yeah. I gave it a three. I gave it three yeah. stars. Um, mainly <laughs> because I was going to give it two stars, but I gave it three because I was able to binge the book. I mm-hmm. read, I was able to get through, which for you Olympians might not be a lot, <laughs> but I was able to get through physically reading this in really two days. Mm-hmm. And that to me says something like it I didn't mind sitting down and like actually paying attention and reading the book um which is why I gave it three stars yeah I think that's like I enjoyed it I'm not sorry I read it if I had liked the plot I would give it is your copy from the library Mm -hmm. I went to the library and I was I saw the book and I was like wow I can't believe they have this I'm gonna check it out so I can take pictures and like do some stuff and maybe I'll read some of it. And I opened it up and the print was like an inch. <laughs> I was like, what? So sorry, um, large print fans of Hattiesburg. <laughs> yeah, this is not large print, but yeah, this is yeah. not the large print version. No, that's but, what I'm saying is you've got yeah. the normal one and I've got large print. <laughs> but you can still take a picture of it. Yeah, why don't why pictures. aren't all books in large print? It's very much like, easier on the eyes. It's easier on the eyes, and it makes you feel really good when you yeah you're like, you really oh, flip read through those pages. pages. Yeah. yeah, I'm like one step away from making my phone 
like the bigger size print. Oh yeah, type. Not print. Yeah. <laughs> my print on my printed phone. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Feedback. We didn't have any. Thanks a lot Mm-mm. for nothing. Maybe next time. <laughs> What did we talk yeah. about last time? Priscilla? Losers. Nobody watched Priscilla? Nobody wants to talk to us about it? I, I can't Rude. believe that. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it was so good. Well, you well, can write in some feedback is, when you... No. <laughs> that you have to write some feedback. Yeah, well, you can write feedback um, when you go see it. What is on that little blog? So, I'm going to throw this out here as a possibility. I don't want to over promise but i did get anyone's hopes up i did watch xmas yesterday and i i want to say because like okay i was watching xmas yesterday and ben like he likes to do like walked in and was asking me questions about a movie that he wasn't actually watching and he was like wait but they're broken up but it's a christmas movie and i was like yes ben it's called xmas and he's like but it's a christmas movie i'm like it's called xmas and then finally he was like oh you mean like ex i'm like yes so and just in case you didn't know when i say xmas it's it's spelled ex n a s like x yeah it stars leighton meester of Gossip Girl fame. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a movie, but I'm thinking about maybe going ahead and sending it through my um, Christmas movie-ometer to see how good of a Christmas movie it is. We'll see how that goes. Please do it. We miss the Christmas blogs. Yeah, so. Oh, Ben uh, just texted me and said, I'm sorry, I couldn't read your mid-air spelling, so... He was listening to me. Wow, he's then. listening. Wow, Got he's a live listening to studio a live. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, enough from the ben, peanut gallery. Why don't you Tell become a patron, that. Ben? Yeah, you're just out there listening because he doesn't listen, ben. actually. But well, yeah. he's listening to you record. That's true. So the least he could do is give us three dollars. I will let him know. <laughs> That's the absolute least he could do. I will let him know. Anyway, Xmas. Maybe I'll write about it. I did watch the Love Has Won documentary, and I want to write about it because it was such a wild ride, but I don't know what I would say. But it's mm-hmm. on my heart. I want to see it's on my heart. I watched it, and it disturbed me <laughs> more than I expected it to. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about it, Mary. Yeah. See, I Your blog post like, is on I'll my heart. I'll write one with you, but we all know I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I respect you for knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. Motherhood really helps you learn your your limits. You yeah, start to be honest with yourself. Say, I cannot yeah. write a blog, but you know what you can do <laughs> is lead the next book episode. Okay, I can do that, and I'm excited <laughs> about it. And I won't forget, <laughs> like I did this time, that I was leading. Um, so. For our next book episode, we are reading Looking Glass Sound by Catriona Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you may remember her from Emily interviewing her um, about The Last House on Needless Street some time ago. Um, we've also, we read Sundial 
a couple years ago, last year, sometime. Anyway. Who knows? Um, Who knows what time? She's quickly becoming one of my favorite authors, so I was really excited to pick this book, and I've already read it. I read it, like, right when it came out in August. So get ready to talk about it. Yeah. And Exciting. I also got this from the library. Support your local library. Amen. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do. So then it's been a little while since we um, did one of these because last year we did it as a blog post, but um, we are going back to doing our best of the year um, episode. So to kick off our year um, on January 9th, we will be looking back at the best of 2023. Um, I have a couple of ideas of what I might be talking about, but hey, we got a whole month left. So who knows? That's true, and there's a lot of movies coming. There's out a lot of movies month, coming out. I can tell you, yeah. January 9th is a good day. Oh yeah, is that, my, is that your That's birthday? my birthday. Yeah. Oh, Capricorn Queen. Capricorn Queen. Jace, the Capricorn Queen. Can you plug some things? Tell us where people can find you. Sure thing. Um, I am on Goodreads, so you can find me. It's just my name. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm chronically online. Uh, you can find me uh, at I'm underscore Jace, J-A-Y-C-E, or you can um, see the edit bookshelf if you just want to see pictures of the books that I read. Um, Pretty or, pictures of the books. You know what? I do the best that I can. Um, thank <laughs> Way you better than I do. Thank so. you for the positive feedback. <laughs> Feel free to take some pictures for us, too. Cause uh-huh. If you want to take pics of this book. Need, of course. I really yeah. slack on this. And Mary's, and you have the Mary's book, holding it down so for everyone right now. So. I have yeah. the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love internet friends. And if you're looking to... Um, do any interview help or public speaking help. If you heard me read the review and just thought, wow, that Jay, she has a great speaking voice. I'd like to be more like her. I can coach you. So you can also reach out and I'll do you that. So. Yay. Awesome. We always love having you. And this time is going to be so great because we have recordings. We have backup <laughs> recordings. You're going to be on the episode. I am um, so excited. I made love it. coming on to talk books with you guys like yeah. you guys are such tough critics <laughs> i oh but you know what the it's last not, time it. is, it's not usually this bad but no, oh, like no the last the time you came on i feel like you just like the book way more than we did so yeah yeah you are a very tough critic i gave that book a four and you i think you gave it like a two which one yeah. was that the atmosphere atmospherians oh yeah that one was weird <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying, like, hey, sometimes it like, goes the I, other way. I just enjoy getting on this, like, this book pod with you guys and because we all have such different takes on mm-hmm. books. I feel like I learn something every time I come on here. Yeah, we'd love we to love have you back. You. you are welcome back anytime you want. If you see anything on our upcoming list and you're like, I want to talk about that, mm-hmm. you should join us. Come on Absolutely. Back. I'll keep an eye out. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We are Book Squad Goals on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Blue Sky. Uh, you can email us at the squad at booksquadgoals.com. If you have feedback, please do that because obviously we're lacking feedback this week for a movie that I know some of you saw. So yeah, definitely some of you guys saw this movie. Is your problem? You can still give us Priscilla feedback if you want. 
Mm-hmm. So. Steve problems. You know when the last time we had a rating and review on Apple Podcasts was? Mm-mm. It was in February of 2023. We are wow. coming up on a year without <laughs> a new rating and review. And that is difficult for me to stomach. So I'm really going to need you guys to pull through for the holidays. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also, you can leave us a rating on Spotify, which is even easier because you don't even have to write anything. Mm -hmm. You can just go and hit five stars on Spotify. And that's the only that's the only one you can hit. The other ones will work. Just five stars. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) only five. Um, and then to do that, and then the last thing you can do to help us is you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have a $3 general tier. That's the only tier that we have. $3 a month gets you bonus pet pictures with really, really funny and cool captions mm-hmm. that I write. Um, they are really we, good. I, I want to thank all of our wonderful patrons, um, <laughs> beginning with our newest patron, Todd. Not Riley Sager, Todd, but a very <laughs> oh, special man. Todd. Wouldn't I... that be funny if Riley Sager became a patron after this episode? <laughs> I sold Todd on this. I was like, Todd, you should just subscribe to the Patreon because I'm not going to tell you what the fun captions are for the pets. Yeah, and they're his pets, so he wants yeah. to see. Yeah, so he subscribed and, to see... Yeah. What you were saying about his children. Did he like them? Yes, he thought it was very fun. Because <laughs> I have a, a, a new one is coming. So, yeah, every month. Um, so, thank you to Todd. Thank you to Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Justin, another friend what? and special, well. special man. Um, thank you, Justin. Thank you to Susan. What? <gasps> what? Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you to Alex. He's not here, but thanks, Alex. What? Um, thank you to Bonnie. Thank you to mm-hmm. Janet. Shout out, Janet. We love you, Janet. And thank you, as always, <laughs> most importantly, <laughs> even now that Susan and several husbands are uh, patrons, <laughs> thank you to me, Kelly. The original patron. The original yes. first patron. The OP. The patron zero. <laughs> as it were <laughs> oh crying alright cool crying emoji 